Moines. The PSAs you hear on Miller London and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Studios, this is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back into the 11 o'clock hour. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We take you up until noon. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com momentarily. Uh, uh, Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Bama Trent and I will go around college football. We'll give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons, and we will make our picks before we get out of here at noon. Let's get Nick Athen in here. Boy, oh boy, what a colossal tilt we have on tap this weekend. It's the Patriots. It's the Chiefs. Doesn't get much better than that, Nick Athen. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, it should be. Uh, uh, you know, I got no feel for this game. I just I have no idea which way it's going to go, but it's a big game. It is. I like your squad. I do. I like the Chiefs this weekend. And, you know, when you take a look at the standings, uh, Houston's got a tiebreaker uh, over the Colts, or over the Colts, over the Chiefs. So, um, boy, Nick, if you're going to try and get to that two seed, obviously you have to beat the Patriots. The Chiefs have to beat the Patriots this week. What's the likelihood of that? They face a... A Bears team coming up in a couple of weeks. Looks like Trubisky's starting to figure things out. Going to be a tough hill to get there, uh, but it's still within reason that they can. Well, these are the kind of teams and the kind of games you have to win in January. So it's a, it's a hopefully a good precursor and a good exercise of, uh, of uh, strategy and, and uh, a playmaking ability. And, uh, you know, I, I listen, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think the Chiefs should win this football game. I think they are the better team right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the better coach team, but they're certainly the better NFL team. Um, I think at the quarterback position, I mean, Brady clearly, you know, I don't believe much into the toe issue or the elbow issue that came out in the medical report today. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. Right. Um, you know, he's obviously going to go be 100%. But, you know, Mahomes has been kind of not Mahomes-esque the last few weeks. I think, uh, you know, he's, He's got to learn, um, you know, when to take his shots down the field. And, and I think the weather conditions will probably be better than they were in Kansas City this past weekend. But, um, listen, if they want to get the number two seed, which I think is still probable and, you know, or likely for them if they can win the table and the Ravens and the Titans uh, and the Ravens and the Bills help us out a little bit. Um, so, but hey, if they have any, any hopes of a bye week, uh, it all starts Sunday uh, against the Patriots. Year ago, New England got him twice. Both games came down to the wire. I'm not a big believer in the revenge angle. I think it's something that's fun to say in a post game press conference, but when you actually tee it up, I don't think it matters a whole lot. Has there been any conversation about the Chiefs in that this week? You know, it's it's interesting. I I you know I was told how Patrick reacted. Um, you know, after that loss, he was really upset, and he vowed that it would never happen again. They'd never have a slow start against New England again that they were going to beat these guys. I mean, nah, I think they've been finger-pointing at this game. I am 100% confident, um, though I can't uh, put this down as fact, that the Chiefs spent uh, some of their bye week and their Raider week for prepping, prepping for the Patriots. Uh, I think as an organization and as a team, they want this win badly, knowing they're probably going to have to play them again next month. But I, I think this was that, that the schedule came out. This was the circled. Um, I think that's kind of why offensively they really haven't been their best the last couple of games. I really think the Chiefs are playing vanilla offense strategy uh, to where they could maybe unveil some new things uh, for the Patriots this week. So 
Um, normally, you don't you don't hear that kind of stuff, but I do think internally in that locker room, especially at the quarterback position, that uh, they want to win this game pretty badly. Well, they certainly didn't have to exert too much last week in that blowout over the Raiders. No. Uh, teams playing well after they got um, after the way the crazy ending in the Titans game that went uh, Tennessee's yep. way and you know kept them alive in this thing. Uh, let me ask you about Eric Bieniemy because he's a hot name. <laughs> Uh, there's a, you know, there's going to be a ton, Nick. There might be eight, nine guys lose their job on Black Monday. And Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid's really gone to bat for him, is politicking for him to get an opportunity. You think Bieniemy's going to be, uh, um, you know, running his own team next year? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I think last year he was kind of used as a, you know, the candidate, uh, you know, kind of secure jobs for other people. But I think this year is going to be different. Um, you know, you just look at Andy's tree. You know, of offensive coordinators, Peterson and Nagy both have head coaching jobs. Yep. So, you know, Peterson may not be the head coach of the Eagles after this season. He could be one of those Black Monday um, casualties. But, um, you know, I, I think, listen, Eric is uh, is a great X's and O's guys. I think that he and Andy, you know, have worked a pretty good system and a pretty good thing in Kansas City. But, but I, I, I got a feeling that Eric's going to be probably the head coach, maybe the Washington Redskins. I mean, he's been rumored for them for probably a month now. Um, I think that's a strong possibility. I don't think you're going to see him go to, you know, to the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to let their coach go too. Do you? Um, I, I, I do. I, I, I think Dave Cobb's going to end up being the head coach in Denver. I, I don't know why I feel mm-hmm. that way. Uh, you know, they've, they've attempted to get him in a couple of times. I think the Chiefs would probably let him go, but, um, I, I think the enemy is going to be the hot topic. Um, I think he's going to be the hot coach. Um, he's probably has, of the assistant coaches out there available, in my mind, he probably is in that one or two range. Uh, he'll he'll probably have multiple offers, but I think the Washington Redskins is where he's going to end up. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com is where you can read and see all of uh, Nick Athens' work and a whole bunch of others over there. Nick, appreciate you coming on. Have a great week. We'll talk to you in advance of what Broncos uh, Chiefs next weekend. Talk Broncos to you. Yeah. All right, all right, Nick. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Nick Athen uh, joining us. Let's go from the Chiefs to the Packers. It's the Packers and the Redskins. Not much of a game. Dave said at least it doesn't look like it will be. Uh, any given Sunday, though, Dave Sinekin, right? Good to talk to you. How are you, Dave? Yeah, great to talk to you. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it should be easy, but with three division games looming, you just, you know, you expect and hope the team doesn't look bad. Absolutely. You know, one of those division games is going to be, I want to get you, I'm anxious to get your take on this, against the team that's found a quarterback and they've had him. He's been under center all year long, but Mitchell Trubisky looked different last night. And since he's been benched, he's looked kind of like a different quarterback. And it all came together last night. What are you seeing out of Trubisky? Well, they're letting him use his legs, which I think was a real um, weapon last season that they kind of got away from this year. I think they wanted to, you know, that old cliche, you know, quarterback should be able to rely on his arm and take that next step in his development. I think they really got away from what made him uh, an intriguing prospect coming out of college was the fact that he could really move. And I thought he really kept the Cowboys off balance with his legs. And they, you know, they put him in position to make some easy pass plays, I think. And yeah, it looks like a different team these last four or five weeks for sure. And as you guys know, anytime Packers and Bears get together for a big game, you know, all bets are off. It's going to be a huge one next Sunday at Lambeau. Looking forward to that. Still another game beforehand in this Green Bay yeah. team. Can you? Is there any reason why this team has been so healthy? Is it just? Is it just luck? Yeah, you know what? I think longtime Packer followers like me would say we were due for a year mm-hmm. like this. I mean. 
I think every fan base believes they're cursed by injuries, and when you're close to it, obviously it feels worse than it is, but it does seem like I hear from fans every week on my show, every season, just why are we the team that always gets so banged up? And so I don't know if the odds have kind of worked again, you know, back to our favor. Um, and, I, I, you know, there's a quarter of the season left. So, you know, you're, you're a couple of, you know, Brian Bulaga hits and Aaron mm-hmm. Jones' ankles, and suddenly you're, you're bemoaning it. But, yeah, it seems like they've been lucky this year. They've been primarily healthy. They've lost very few games to significant starters, and that's, I think, uh, and Lions share why they're at nine and three right now. Well, and uh, one of the, uh, the the guys that's benefited from injuries at least early on in the season with the Packers is our guy Alan Lazard. Who, you know, I, I was, it's hard not to root for him. It really is. I mean, he had a big draft party on draft day. Uh, everyone thought he was going to finally Iowa State was finally going to get a guy that's going to be drafted as they were going through a bit of a drought there. Draft comes and goes, nothing happens. Gets called to Jacksonville. He spent some time there. We know that Rodgers and Lazard have really kind of, or Rodgers has taken him under his wing, if you will, and boy, it's paid dividends, Dave. He's really coming on to the point now where I think that this guy's got a chance to be a Packer for, you know, not just this season, but maybe going forward for the next couple of years. Oh, there's no question. He'll be a top three receiver on this depth chart, I believe, going into 2020. I think Green Bay would still like to find a, a nice new slot weapon, maybe early in the draft or or maybe they find somebody off the street. But, man, I, I remember when the Packers put him on the practice squad to start the season, he and uh, rookie Darius Shepard for North Dakota State. And I was really concerned that, that they had both put enough on tape in the preseason that somebody would snipe one of those guys. And Man, is Green Bay fortunate that that did not happen. I was at the Lions game, that Monday night game, where everybody remembers the Zebras. But if you dig a little <laughs> closer, it was it was Alan Lazard's coming out party that night. And, you know, Rodgers had talked him up late in the – in the preseason, saying this is a guy that always wants to sit next to me, that puts in the work, that wants to get better, that wants to learn everything about the position. That's how you gain Aaron Rodgers' trust. Uh, it took a little while as the game plan finally allowed him on the field. But ever since he's been there, he's been Rodgers' number two weapon as far as the guy he looks at and targets in the passing game. And he exploded for those two big catches last week, first 100-yard day, uh, 6'5", two and a quarter. He's got the size. He's got the speed. You guys know that He's got all you want. Uh, he proved it at Iowa State. I think Green Bay is really fortunate they finally found a guy who's a legit number two receiver. We'll get you out on this. It is Washington coming in this weekend, a three and nine team, but they played a lot better under Callahan. They've won mm-hmm. three out of their seven games that they played, including a couple in a row. What concerns you about this Washington team? Well, I think it does help that they've won the last two games. That how can you take them too lightly? You know, when they just mm-hmm. beat a Panthers team that. That you struggled to beat. They were on the goal line. They beat the Lions, granted, with a young quarterback. But I think you know, under Bill Callahan now, they've really decided to use his personality, ground and pound, using Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis. That's a game plan, a blueprint that can befuddle a Packers defense that gives up a lot of yards on the ground. So that concerns me that Green Bay doesn't let them stay in the game early, allow them to keep running. They've got to jump out, take a big lead, and force Dwayne Haskins to try to beat them. That's the big mismatch. Dude's been sacked 14% of the time. He's dropped back to pass. Hmm. Uh, he's got the Smiths and Preston Smith playing his former team on a chilly December day where the Packers haven't been home in a month. <laughs> that place is going to be fired up. Rodgers told them to be ready. And I just think as long as Green Bay takes the lead, doesn't let them hang around and run the football, they should be able to take care of business by 10 points or more. And 
and get ready for Bears, Vikings, and Lions. Oh, my. <laughs> Indeed, oh, my. It's going to be great. I hate to see it uh, come to an end like this, but boy, oh, boy, the uh, uh, the NFC North is going to be fun down the stretch, especially at the top of it. Uh, don't you think, David, in our final 15 seconds, Adrian Peterson probably making his final appearance at Lambeau this weekend? Yeah, I think so. He had 99 yards last week. He probably thinks he has more in the tank, but He's had a lot of huge days in Green Bay, yep. and I know he's anxious to play this team again if it is the final time. So uh, Packers will be ready for him, that's for sure. We will talk to you in advance of Packers and Bears. Thank you, Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. He's got his Washington game story up. You can read it, headcheese.com. Thank you, buddy. You got it. Talk to you next week, yep. guys. Thank you. Take Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Take a time out. Go Washington. <laughs> Go Washington. You have to be rooting. I, I am. Yeah, absolutely. Reliance fan this week, for of sure. Of course. I, you know my. I celebrate everything David Blau does. <laughs> Is he starting again this I week? Think so, yeah. He probably would be. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Bama Trent and I will go around the conference championship games as we take you until noon. Barbecue from Claxon's Picks. Busy final 45 minutes of the week. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Taking up until noon, Claxon's Barbecue. In about 20 minutes or so, let's get Bama Bob in here as we go around college football, take a look at the championship games, the first of which will unfold tonight at 7 o'clock on ABC. Fowler and Herb Street will be watching Oregon and Utah, and so will we. Uh, Bama Bob joins us. Uh, Bama Trenton Ken, thank you, sir. How's things? Doing great, Kenny. It's uh, it's an exciting weekend and yet a sad weekend. Indeed it is, my friend. You're <laughs> preaching to the choir. Hey, uh, Tua had a press conference. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it yesterday, but do you get the sense, Bama? I mean, he says it's going to be, I think his phrase was a business decision, which he's 100% right. right. Um, yep. Where does he need to be before that business decision leads him to the NFL? Is it top 10, top 15? I'd be surprised if he falls out of the top five, injury or not. Yeah, I think he's looking at, he indicated 10 to 15, um, if he's in that range. But, you know, look, there's just, there's no guarantees on it. I mean, because it is such a, he's not going to be able to go to the combine. He's not going to be able to have pro day. Um, you know, they were talking about, let's just say if he were able to come back, um, to Alabama, the, the Alabama surgeon said, you know, listen, there's really no timetable, but, he probably couldn't even resume non-contact throwing drills until, you know, May. So that's just going to – any team that drafts him is just going to be taking a flyer. Um, mm-hmm. I think he should go regardless. I, I don't too. care what kind of grade he gets. I think he has way too much to risk, uh, you know, by coming back and either getting injured again or, you know, something doesn't look right or whatever it is. I mean, the shelf life for quarterbacks – in the NFL is a lot longer than it is for running backs or linebackers or really anybody else. So, you know, even if he gets drafted in the second round and, you know, he's going to make a roster. I, I think that's, that's the important thing. And you know, it's just going to be on how many, you know, millions is he going to lose? And he's already lost a lot, no matter what. He was going to be in the top five regardless. I still but. think he is Bama. I'll be shocked if Miami, for instance, 
who needs yeah. a quarterback in the worst way, and they're going to draft, I think, three, four, five in that neighborhood. I think Burrow comes off the board to Cincinnati first, but uh, we'll see. Let, let's move on. I, I'm with you, Bama. I think yeah. it's. I, I think he's going to go. Trent wanted to uh, get your thoughts. It's something I've been talking about all week, and now we get the Alabama perspective. How they drop from fifth to twelfth? I'm, I'm sure it's a big deal yeah. down there. You put 45 points on the board up. You can say, well, they don't have two. They put 45 against Auburn right. and dropped to 12th. It just, there is not a justification that makes a hill of beans to me when you're trying to put this together. It doesn't make sense. No, it's not. And that was a bit of a talking point. I think the, I think the main thing is, you know, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Now it matters in your bowl destination. They're probably not going to play on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, or there won't be one of the New Year's Six. Let's put it that way. Um, but, you know, my question would have been, what if they had been the number one team, okay? Would they have dropped to number eight with a loss to Auburn? Because that's, that's how far they fell. Yeah. You know, had they been able to beat LSU and, and then two against hurt against Mississippi State and they were still the number one team and they lose to Auburn by, you know, a 48-45 score and we've already talked about how that game played out. Would they have dropped eight spots then? So you're right. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, it's almost a lack of respect for Auburn if you want to look at it that yeah, way. Fair point. They feel like, you know, with a backup quarterback, that's how Alabama's spending it, and that's how Auburn's taking it, um, is, listen, we went with a backup quarterback, two pick sixes, 13 penalties, you know, a lot of self-inflicted wounds, granted, but with a backup quarterback, put 45 points on the board against a team that has been a dominant defense, including, oh, by the way, LSU only got 23 on them. We put twice as many up. And we lose that game, we're going to drop eight spots. So you're right. It, it was just one of those, okay, Alabama's out of the way now. Let's, I think what they're doing, Ken and Trent, is they are just preparing any kind of situation for complete chaos that would happen tomorrow, that Alabama wouldn't drop to like seven, and all of a sudden two or three teams lose that we don't expect. And now, oh, man, okay, now Alabama's back in the picture. So I think that loss, they're just dropping them out and um, – I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. There was absolutely no justification for the way they played against a quality defense. If if it had been 12-10, okay. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the 48-45, I mean, I don't know. It, it that didn't make any sense to me, and it's going to cost them a, probably a New Year's Day bowl or at least a, a New Year's Six bowl game. Uh, let's get into it, boys. Uh, start with Baylor, Oklahoma. Go to you first. Trent, big uh, Pac-12. Let's do Pac-12. Oregon, Utah tonight. We'll get to Baylor or uh, Oklahoma in a minute. Pac-12 tonight. Oregon, Utah, Trent. Going to be sloppy. Going to be ugly. Going to be low scoring. I, I think that's uh, certainly the angle that I'm looking at here with a betting perspective. I like Oregon. And I think the conversation going into tomorrow's matchups is going to be different because Oregon's going to win this game outright. They played terrible for... Much of that game against Arizona State yep. a couple weeks back. Yep. But short of that, this is a talented team. I like their offensive line more. I like their quarterback more. I like outside of Moss, their skill position players more. The defense is Utah's advantage, no mm-hmm. doubt. But there's a lot of check marks on the side of Oregon. I like the Ducks tonight. How about you, Bama? I'm, I'm sticking with Utah. And I, I think for the reason that you mentioned, the sloppy game, they got the better running game, I think, uh, with Moss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know it's. The last I checked, going to be rainy, sloppy, yep, muddy, all that, you know, 40,000 empty seats, whatever it is. <laughs> not a lot of energy in the building. Um, I agree with you on the quarterback. I think he's better without question. But And I think their defense is better. But, you know, give me a mutter, man, and Moss. <laughs> and 
you know, maybe you can feed it to him 35 times and, and you know, wear down that defense a little bit. You know, is Herbert going to be able to grip the ball? Uh, is he going to be able to throw in the rain? I mean, he's used to playing in the rain. You would think, God, he plays in Oregon, so, you know, rain shouldn't really bother him. But um, I don't know. I, I've been on Utah all year. Uh, I mean, we all I think we all have at least in, this, in the Pac-12 South, um, you know, so – I'm sticking with them, and I'm going to be very interested to see, very interested to see if they win this game, if they can get into that four spot. Depending on what happens in the SEC championship game, we will save I don't think that. They can well, we'll save that for the end. But I'm asking me my last question: Is okay. who's going to be number four? Yeah, this game next year, boys, will be played in L. The oh, Las Vegas, nice, indeed, oh, nice, absolutely, very nice. Baylor, Oklahoma, Bama. Uh, I'm all over Oklahoma on this. I mean. We keep talking about Baylor. They keep confounding us, you know, every week. How are they undefeated? And I think, in my opinion at least, you know, the last two or three weeks, we just kind of come around. You have to respect it. You know, 10-0 and was 10-0 and or 9-0, and whatever it was. And they keep winning. They won the hangover game after Oklahoma. That was a big one against Texas, you know, maybe looking at a letdown. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would let down. They didn't. So you got to give Matt Rule just an absolute ton of credit for keeping this team focused. And they are in a position, Ken, that, you know, my goodness, if they win and a couple other things happen, look out. That said, man, Oklahoma at some point, Oklahoma has to put it all together for 60 minutes. They really skated. You know, they lost to Kansas State. They damn near, you know, was it Kansas or I I don't know, but, you know, with the first Baylor game also Mm -hmm. as well. I mean, you know, they should have lost that game, come back. If Lincoln Riley's ever going to do it and he ever needs Jalen Hurts to play a complete game, and this is the game that Jalen Hurts was brought to Oklahoma to play. And it is a Big 12 championship game with a playoff berth on the line. you got C.D. Lamb. you got better skilled players. Your defense has been leaky all year long. But you just play like you did. In the, you put two halves together like the second half of that first Baylor game, and I think you're going to, be, you're, you're going to put on an impressive performance, and I think it might carry them a long way come Sunday. Trent, Oklahoma defensively seems like they're at least getting better. It's still not great. It's not elite. Better than it's been for the last few years. But but it's definitely getting better. They got dudes out there. They got players Mm -hmm. getting healthy at a couple of spots there. And for that reason, both teams can score. But I like that Oklahoma at least is showing some kind of pulse defensively. I'm going to take the Sooners to get this thing done. All right, Trent. Can you all say one more quick thing on that? I don't think Oklahoma respected Baylor the first time they played them. I yeah. really don't. I, yeah. think they were lo- I think they were looking at the name on the jersey and didn't realize how good they were. I think they know now how good they are. Fair point. Uh, Trent, back to you for the SEC. I am all about Georgia. They have been waiting for this moment. They've been waiting for this game. They have... They have coasted for a month plus since that loss to South Carolina. The offenses look bad at times, but if there's an elixir in the SEC, maybe it's LSU, regardless of what they did to Kellen Mond last week and AM. I think Georgia is going to be right in this. It's another four quarter game. The sight, the sounds, the SEC championship. There's something just so much more special than any other title game with this one. Bama, I, I want to get your perspective Can Vern on... Can Lundquist go back and do it? <laughs> it, it just it sounds so different inside the building. The halves, one half on one side, the other half on other, the booms that the fans are yelling out. Why Why is it so different? Uh, it, it's, I don't know. It's just... This game to me is just... It's the best of them all. And I, I, I know that other conferences, and that's going to sound like a Homer type opinion. It, it's 
it just means so much. And usually it's because there's so much on the line in this game for both teams, playoff spots. And it's just kind of historically been that way. Um, I mean, it is a sight to behold. There's no question. I've been to a couple of them. I haven't been to one in the new stadium, went to two or three in the Georgia Dome. Even the Georgia Dome is, is, you know, antiseptic as that place was. I mean, it really just popped for the SEC championship game. And it's just, you know, listen, Georgia and LSU don't play a lot. I think it's game tomorrow. It's just going to be a crazy scene. I like LSU. I mean, and here's a couple reasons. One, we know Georgia's offense has struggled. LSU doesn't have a great defense, but Georgia does. That said, Georgia's missing George Pickens for the first half because of that stupid fight Crazy. Yeah. in a meaningless game against yeah. Georgia Tech. DeAndre Swift has you know, picked up an ankle injury. He's mm-hmm. good to go, we think. Is he? Okay. The, but but I don't think he's a hundred percent. Um, you know, the, at least they've said they've said he'll be a game time decision. Conventional wisdom is if they have to, they'll shoot him up and he'll be out there playing. If for no other reason than you take Swift and Pickens out in the first half, how is Georgia going to mm. put any points up on the board? Yeah. So I'm with LSU. I think the Pickens suspension is going to hurt them. Now that I think they can, I think Georgia will do better on offense tomorrow just because LSU's defense isn't great and they don't try to be great. Uh, Georgia does try to smash you, but I mean, how many times is Georgia going to get here though and get this close and lose? I mean, uh, you know, to, first it's Alabama, now they don't have to play Alabama, now they're looking at a, just a juggernaut of an LSU team. So I'm taking LSU outright, I think, to win the game, and I think that's going to open up the door for a big, dramatic television show on Sunday. <laughs> a big, dramatic television show. Uh, indeed it will be, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and, and Cager's out, right, for the year? They're they're really good receiver. I, I want to say... Yeah, I think he's yes. out for the year. So you're right, Bam. I mean, uh, without those guys, if Swift's well, not, get point. yeah, fair point. Really good one. Uh, do we need to? Shall we just go to the Big Ten? I mean, <laughs> you, you don't want to do any ACC. I mean, what can we do? What, Bama, Tell me something. <laughs> How does Virginia keep this close? They don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Trent? <laughs> no, yeah, they don't. I mean, maybe within four I mean, touchdowns, Trevor Lawrence, but twenty three and. Lawrence is twenty three and zero as a starter. This this would be the biggest upset yeah, probably huge. in the history of any of these champ, Power Five championships. Yeah. I mean twenty eight and a half, and I think that's legit. Um, listen, Virginia's had a good year. Trent was on them all year, and and whatever I can't coastal. Coastal, yeah, I can't remember coastal. Um, you know the money line is uh, fifteen fifty seven. If you want to throw a few bucks on Virginia, there, uh, can I was looking at that. No, I think so, I'm out. So you know, Plus fifteen hundred on the money line, but uh, you're probably wasting it. I don't think this is a close game. It's going to be in Charlotte. I think this is an afterthought. Um, but listen, I would say stranger things have happened. I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> well, let's go to the Big Ten, Trent. We'll start with you. It's Ohio State. It's Wisconsin. This is a ten nothing game at the half. You think it is? That's what it was the first time they oh, played. Oh, I got you. Yeah, right. And Wisconsin made two mistakes, and it was over. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. They pretty much have to play perfectly mm-hmm. to win the game. But to hang around with a banged-up Justin Fields? Well, that's the key. Jack Cohen's got to make some plays. Jonathan Taylor can run the football if they are hanging around, even against this Ohio State defense. I like the points. I like Wisconsin. This is going to be at least something where you're still watching come fourth quarter, not flipping it off, looking for something else. This will be somewhat compelling come fourth quarter. You think that's the case, Bama? I don't. Um, I hate to disagree with Trent, and I would defer to him on Big Ten knowledge. Um, listen, I just think Ohio State, the way they just pummeled Michigan last week, 
uh, in the big house. The, they've already beat them 38 to seven. They know what they know what Wisconsin is. They know all they have to stop is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, th- listen, it, I don't know. I just think Ohio State with Chase Young being back, they're on a mission. They want the number one spot. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I just, I don't see this game. It might be. 21-10 at the half, maybe, but I really think that Ohio State just just pulls away. I, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong because I'd like to, I'd love to see a competitive game out of the Big Ten. I mean, the, the best game of the year in that conference to me was when Penn State went to Minnesota. Everything else, big, has really just been a letdown almost. Um, I mean, it, it, as far as the top teams with Ohio State and Michigan mm-hmm. and Penn State and Minnesota. Um, I'd love to see a competitive game, but I just I don't think we're going to get it at least in the second half. I think this is thirty-eight to thirteen, something like that. I mean, I just I just don't see Wisconsin having enough to even make it offensively, unless Ohio State helps them. Uh, you mentioned Fields too. I mean, that's obviously a key. So he's not effective, or he gets hurt and goes out. That changes the whole dynamic. But if he plays. It is effective. I mean, I just I'm all over the Buckeyes on this one. Yeah, I I'm the same way you are, Bama. Um, and it's going to be part of my picks. In fact, my my best bet is Ohio State this weekend. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, let's do this, fellas. Let's finish on this note. Uh, when we reconvene on Monday, and Bama, I'll be with you from Tucson. Uh, but I wouldn't miss our nice. eleven o'clock conversation for the world once the bowls are announced. And uh, who's the, who's the, who's number four? I think it's going to be Oklahoma. I, okay. I think LSU is going to win the SEC, and I think it's going to knock Georgia out. I think Utah and Oklahoma are going to win, and I just think that Oklahoma, Ohio State, and I don't care what the committee says, I'm not buying it. You saw, we just talked about it early on with Alabama dropping. No point for them doing that other than let's just, you know, an afterthought almost. I think Oklahoma, Ohio State is obviously a much sexier game than Utah, Ohio State. And I think you're going to have Oklahoma. I think you have LSU. I'm sorry, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson. Oklahoma is going to be number four. Trent. I think it's going to be Oklahoma. I think it's going to be cut and dry. If after Oregon wins tonight, Oklahoma gets it done, it'll be pretty easy. Your TV show won't be quite as compelling mm. come Sunday. Oh, yes, it will, boys. Ohio State 1, Clemson 2, Georgia 3, oh. LSU Whoa. 4. Hello. Hello. I like it. LSU to the four spot. LSU, Ohio State. We'll see. Bama, great stuff. Thank you for what you do for us all season long. This time next week, we won't spend as much time, but we do it every year, Bama, and we devote some time to uh, one of the biggest games of the single season when everybody in America is a fan, um, regardless of the teams. Good stuff. Army, Navy talk next week, but we'll reconvene on Monday, Bama. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, pal. I will, guys, and don't forget Cincy Memphis this week. Another yes. one might be a better game than the eight. Love the American. Can he tell you that one for sure? Yeah, that's true. Good point. Thanks, Bama. Take care, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Chet and I going around college football. Now, is that part of your picks? It is not. Oh, because I was going to put it in the conversation. I'm already invested into yeah. it because I have that future wager on Cincinnati. I do like Cincy though, plus the points, plus nine and a half, not to win the game though. Right. But it was a 10-point game, and their quarterback might be back this week like that one, but didn't make the cut this week. Hmm. I got five winners. You do? I, I'm feeling real, real good about my picks. Not me. 
No, uh, but we've got some time to do before some things to do before we do that. Our picks are still to come. So are Mark Charters, but our audience gets to opine, mm-hmm. and they get to play for Claxton's Barbecue and do so right now at two eight four five nine six six two eight four five nine six six four college games. Our tiebreaker is going to be Iowa and Iowa State. Not there, not Michigan and Seton Hall. Iowa and Iowa State total points this weekend. Claxton's Barbecue, the first four callers at 284-5966-284-5966. I'll tell you, if you're getting a ring, you're in. So stay right there till Trent answers the phone. If you're getting a busy, uh, we'll do it again this time next week. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 14th. Full Appliances. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, Claxon's Barbecue, Claxon BBQ online, ClaxonBBQ.com, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Been in business approaching 25 years. Craig, Steve, Kent, and Jim, in that order, we'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. Whoever gets the most right will get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up, 25. Craig is up first. Craig, how are you? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Thank you for asking. Here we go. Oklahoma is a a 9.5-point favorite over Baylor in the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma. Ohio State gives 16.5 to Wisconsin. The Badgers. Tonight, Utah, 6.5 point favorite over Oregon. Oregon. LSU is a 6.5 point favorite over Georgia in the SEC. LSU. Here's the tiebreaker, Craig. Just Iowa, just Iowa State. So those two, we're not factoring in Michigan or Seton Hall. Iowa and Iowa State will combine to score how many points? This weekend, closest without going over. 153. Craig, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. Steve is up next. Steve, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys? Doing fine. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Oklahoma, nine and a half over Baylor. Oklahoma. Buckeye, 16 and a half over Wisconsin. The Ohio State. Okay. Utah is a six and a half point favorite over the Ducks. Take uh, Utah. All right. LSU gives six and a half to Georgia. Take Georgia. And Iowa and Iowa State combined points, closest without going over, not including their opponents, Steve. 142. 142, did you say? Yes, sir. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks, guys. That appreciate it. Uh, Kent is up next. Hey, Kent. Morning. Uh, Oklahoma, nine and a half point favorite over Baylor. Yeah, Oklahoma's going to win big, I think. Big, okay. Ohio State, 16 and a half over Wisconsin. Same thing. They're going to kill Wisconsin. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Trent's not buying it. I, I think you're right. Utah, six and a half point favorite over the Ducks. <sighs> this is a tough one. Man, I'm going to go with. Oregon. Taking the like, dock. It's going to be like a last second thing. Okay. Uh, LSU, six and a half over Georgia. And I got, I actually, I think LSU's going to win big on that one, too. So blowout city in the SEC. All right. Iowa and Iowa State, their combined points this weekend. Everybody's going to the lowest. Ohio will go 160. 160. Thank you, Kent. 
You have a good weekend. Jim uh, brings Claxons to a close for the week. Hi, Jim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Oklahoma, 9.5 over Baylor. Oklahoma. Ohio State, 16.5 over Wisconsin. Ohio State. Utah, 6.5 over Oregon. Utah. LSU, 6.5 over Georgia. LSU. Hawks, clones, combined points this weekend. 144. Jim, have a good weekend. You also. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons for making that uh, opportunity available to us and our listeners on a weekly basis. Is Mark Charter ready? He's ready to go. Here we go. Mark Charter's weekly picks. Mark Charter's Best Bets, brought to you by Charter House Real Estate. Make your best bet by calling Charter House. Stop paying 6 to 7% to sell your home. Charter House offers a full-service real estate experience while saving you thousands. Find out your savings at charterhouseiowa.com. Hey, everybody, Mark here. Three picks this week, all in the college game and all conference championship games. But trust me, don't bet these. I'm colder than my wife after I miss her birthday. Here we go. Clemson, Virginia in the ACC Championship. Clemson is a 28.5 point favorite. That's way too much. Virginia has nothing else to play for. This is their Super Bowl. Take Virginia plus 28.5. Moving to the Big Ten, Ohio State takes on Wisconsin. The spread there is Ohio State minus 16.5. Same theory here. Wisconsin, not much to play for here. Other than pride, I think they keep this game close. Ohio State wins the game. 7, 14 points, something like that, but 16.5 is too high. Take Wisconsin plus 16.5. Wrapping up, we are going to take the LSU Tigers minus 7 against Georgia. I just think that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the country. He will find gaps in this defense, so take LSU minus 7. That's it. Good luck, and remember, don't bet these picks. That's Mark Charter's best bets. Now, back to Ken and Trent with their picks, presented by Charter House Real Estate. All right, thank you, Mark Charter. Not a whole lot of confidence. No, I'll say. I don't like my picks either, but I got a couple of them going against him. And I was two and three last week, and despite having that, mm-hmm. yeah. the T box is yours. And you, are... you have a three game lead still? It is currently, yes, a three game lead. You're 32, 31, and two. I am 36 and 29. Five and eight, though, is all on my best bets. Yeah, they haven't been kind to either no. one of us. All right, let's get into it. We'll start in the NFL. I'm going to take uh, Tampa Bay. They're a three-point favorite over Indy. Indy, Brissett, mm, Tampa's playing well. I mean, nobody watches the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I understand that. I don't either for the most part. But, um, look, they're, they're playing better. They've got a pulse. I'll take Tampa, lay the field goal. I'm going to go to Monday night. Maybe it's, you know, the softy coming out in me. I want Eli Manning. This might be the final start he makes in his career. Um. Because Jones is getting, he's getting the game, he's getting the position back when he's healthy. Eli on the road at Philadelphia. One more time, Eli Manning. You get nine and a half. Give me the Jinskis. Nine and a half over the Eagles to the college game. Clemson's a 28 and a half point favorite. It's not enough. I think they will pound Virginia into submission. Clemson big, real big over Virginia. I've been on Utah all year long. Picked them to win the Pac-12 in July, whenever it was. No sense going any other direction right now. I will take Utah to not not to beat the Ducks. Six and a half? Six and a half. Take Utah. Best bet. Big Ten. Buckeyes. Big. Real big. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to pound them. I do. 16.5 is the number. That is my best bet of the week, Trent. All right. Well, let's start right at the top as I am on opposite side of Ken in that Big Ten championship game. Unfortunately, I'm with Mark Charter after what he's uh, been picking here recently. 
that Justin Fields injury, it just continues to linger for me. They have nothing behind him. How banged up is he? That conversation, reading a couple of articles out with the Columbus Dispatch, I think this is going to be a, a lot tighter than a lot of people are anticipating. So I'm going to grab the 16 and a half and go with Bucky with pick number one. Pick number two to the SEC title game. I've told you all we can. I like Georgia for whatever reason just to hang around in this matchup. Is there pressure on LSU? Even with the loss, they're still going to be in. I'll play that angle along with it. I'll grab the touchdown and the Bulldogs in pick number two. Pick number three to the NFL we go. We start with one of the best matchups of the weekend and a great slew of matchups. In New Orleans, the Saints hosting the 49ers. Back-to-back long road trips for the 49ers, though they stayed uh, on the East Coast for this one again like they did back at the beginning of the season. Like the Saints laying the two and a half, they haven't played Great Drew Brees. Some questions starting to linger with him. I think they bounce back and play well in this one and cover the two and a half. Going to take your Denver Broncos again. They play tight games and you're getting nine. Houston let down spot after the big win against New England last week. I love this all day long. Give me the Broncos and the nine points in Houston. And finishing up with my best bet, it's the national late afternoon game. It is Kansas City in New England. We've played this too many times. No, don't do it, Trent. You're making a mistake. Playing the hits. 41-16 and 16 against the spread off a loss. That's Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Patriots. I'm going <laughs> to that well once again. Give me New England. I will lay the field goal and do it with confidence. My best bet of the week. Did you hear Belichick's kid, Steven, yesterday in his interview? He's a coach with the Patriots. No. Talk about a chip off the old block. Yeah. He sounds like Pops. It's unbelievable. All right, that is going to do it for the uh, week here in Miller and Condon. I'll be gone to, well, I'll be back Cyhawk. Yes. Trent will run the show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Got a uh, conference in Tucson. Worst places to be, right? Not too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Better than Boise, right? Yeah, way better than Boise. All right, uh, Murph and Andy today at 2. Not sure if the boys are back or not. Do you know? I believe uh, some guest hosts today. Guest with hosts today. Fanatics will be in at 6. Uh, Saturday morning pregame show tomorrow. We'll know a roll destinations on Sunday. And the morning rush will be the first local programming on the air when we start our new week on Monday at 6. Miller and Condon, thanks for being with us. We're 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 